Thank you so much, Rabbi Bronstein Shlita. Um, the only Milo that you can really say is that uh, Rabbi Bronstein uh, allows himself to, uh, to be considered, uh, he allows me to consider him my, my friend. So that's my uh, biggest Milo. Rabbi Yoyna talks about that you should be, uh, you should be kind of you did, you should have a chavar type. Rabbi Yoyna talks about the Milo of having a good friend, he could give advice, he could steer you in the right direction. He could be mechazik you. So Baruch Hashem in uh, Rosh Hashiva I have all of the milas of Chavar uh, Toiv, and I, I appreciate that very much. And I'm very honored to have the opportunity to share with you a few words before Purim HaBa'alim HaLatoiva, Vershus Chashva Rabbonim, Chashva Kailo Yungalait, Talmidim, Chaveram. The Gemara Megillah, Anir Raman Bey is going on to your Aleph Raman Aleph, brings... 18 hakdamos that various Tanam and Amram would make before they would start learning in Yanei Purim. Just as an aside, not relevant to today's shir, it's interesting, why couldn't they just start off? It says in the third Pasuk in the Megillah, it says in the Gimel, what do they need a hakdamo? What do they have to go to Devei uh, Ayomim, go to Mishle, go to go straight to the Megillah? What do you need a Pesach for the Megillah? Do we find elsewhere... And when Chazan want to teach about something, they need to start off else, somewhere else. Just go straight into the Megillah. Start by even What's what's garu? What's lacking in the Megillah itself that we need to uh, begin with the Pesach from some, somewhere else? So maybe it's an interesting idea. We know Kiyadua, There's a famous kasha on the Gemara: Mavalan Tamatara Likrois Megillah. So everybody asks. That Mikra Megillah is not the Torah. Megillah is also part of the Torah. It's also one of the Chafdal Tzvan. So there's a very uh, novel tshuva, the Beis Ephraim, Simen Samach Zayin, Simen Samach Ches, where he wants to say that the Gemara debates whether Megillah is Nitein Likasev, and there's an opinion it's not Nitein Likasev. So the Beis Ephraim wants to be Mechadish, that even according to the Shita, that Megillah is Nitein Likasev, it's only nitein likasev in the Tanakh to read it on Purim, but it's not nitein likasev that you're mekayim the mitzvah of Talmud Torah by learning about uh, the Megillah. That's the Chiddush of the Beis Ephraim. Even though the Abnei Nezer is matmi on the Beis Ephraim, the Beis Ephraim seems to say that if you sit down and you learn Megillah Sester, you're not mekayim the mitzvah of Talmud Torah. That's certainly the way the Abnei Nezer grips it. L'fizeh, the Abnei Nezer asks, so it comes out, that everything you darshan on the Megillah is not actually Limad Torah. So could it be that all of the pages of Masech the Megillah are not on the Madrega of full-fledged Limad Torah? So maybe that's why there were Pasach Lloyd Pischa from a different angle. In other words, whatever we're going to say now helps you understand the Pasach in Mishle, the Pasach in Kohelis, the Pasach in Devei Ayomim, Mamelet's Nichnasim together, full-fledged Talmud Torah. Maybe. In any event, the Gemara brings one of the Hakdamois. We're offered by Rishmo Bar Nachmeni, and he darshans a Pasuk in Yeshaya that we lay on the Tanesim Tachas Hanatzot Siyala Veroish, Pesachas Aserpad Yala Hadas, Vahoya Lashem Lashem. And the Rivan Shem made a name for himself. So as the Gemara, the Gemara darshans, how the Rivan Shem make a name for himself? Zu Mikra Megillah. Me'oilam Tamati. Everybody knows there's a question, oh, where's Rebbe name in the Megillah? 
Okay, it's, it's the Hester, it's the Rashi Tevis, it's the Sophie Tevis, great. You could give every terrorist in the world where the Rivanisham's name is in the Megillah, why it's not there explicitly. But at the end of the day, the Rivanisham's name is not in the Megillah. So why would the Sefer with which Rivanisham created a name for himself be the one Sefer that his name doesn't appear? Okay, you could give every terrorist in the world why the Rivanisham's name is not in the Megillah. But how could we darshin bahoya lashem lashem zumikur megillah with a book? You could come up with any other of the twenty-three kisvei akaydesh with which Rebbeinu could have made a name for himself. The last one you would go to would be Megillah Sester. The Chida learns that that's good for the Gemara's kasha, but it's hard to know what the Gemara's answer is. What does it mean bahoya lashem lashem? I always like to look at a memra in the Gemara, and the Gemara brings uh, the Bala Memra, Amar, Rabbi Yochanan, Amar, Rishlakish. I always try to understand, why was Rabbi Yochanan the one who said this? Why was Rishlakish the one who said this? And if you look at the end of Masech, the Tainus, Amar Rabbi Huda, Brei, the Rav Shmuel, Bar Shilas, Mishmei the Rav, Mishanichnas Adar Marban, the so the first question that Rizal deals with, the Ramami Pano deals with, is what kind of name exactly is Shilas? It's an interesting name, Shilas, like a Hungarian name. Well, you know, like what, what were his parents thinking when they when they called him a Shilas? What kind of name is Shilas? Mamisha, we don't find such a name. You know, they once came to Yaakov Kamenetsky. They said, you know, the, the, the we have a name, an old name, a European name. And it's a little bit of a funny name, but the, the grandmother wants it, the great-grandfather wants it. So Yaakov would say, you know, you have to make the grandparents happy when you give a name. Even more important, the parents have to be happy. But the most important thing is the kid has to live with the name. You know, you can't shech the kid because, uh, so, I mean, Sheila, what, what's, what's the Indian of Sheila's? I want to begin today with the Kasha the Briskarov. This is one of my favorite questions on the Megillah. And Siyata uh, Deshmaya, I think we're going to try to offer perhaps a new insight into answering this question. The Briskarov uh, deals with the third to last Pasuk of Megillah's Esther. You would expect uh, the Megillah is sort of a climax. It's leading up where we're perceiving, we're understanding the hand of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even though, albeit in a hidden way, but nevertheless, it's, it becomes very clear that the Yuban Shalom is behind the scenes. And the Megillah ends, Vayosem HaMalach HaChashverosh Masal VaOretz VeEyei Hayam. That HaChashverosh taxes the people. Taxes the people. Wow, what a what a beautiful, inspiring ending to the Purim story. That HaChashverosh taxes the people. Who cares? This is the this is the climax. This is the pinnacle, the height of the Hashgacha process of the story. That HaChashverosh taxes the people, especially in light of the fact. Rav Zalman Sarovskin points out, excuse me, Rav Cheska Abramsky points out, that the next Pasuk is, If you want to know all of the historical background and the palace intrigue, and you want to know all the backstory, you got the wrong book. This is the wrong book. It's not mentioned here. It's not here. It's not included here. None of the history is here. There's not one detail recorded in the Megillah that's written to give you a better understanding of the times, to help you uh, uh, recognize what the palace was like, what the politics was like. If you want to know that, Haloheim kisuvim b'sefer divrei hayomim l'malchei modayu That's the end of the Megillah. 
says Rabbi Chaskel Abramsky, the Megillah is telling you that if you think there's even one word written here to help you understand what was like in Persia back in the day, what was the palace like, what was Achishosh's relationship with his officers, wrong book, look in the Chronicles of Persia media. Every detail written in the Megillah was written for one purpose and one purpose only, Lahagdil Hanes for Hashgacha Pratis, as the Gemara says, Kriyasa Zuhi Halela. The reading of the Megillah is the Halal. So that magnifies the question why would the Megillah end? The climax of the Megillah is Achashverosh taxes the people. That's the Kasha of the Briskarov. Briskarov gives an answer because you would have thought that at the end of the story, Achashverosh seems to be such a hafachbach, he seems to be so, so fickle. And switching back and forth, you would, you would expect his malchus to fall apart. And the Megillah's Mechadesh, no. Nisbases, Malchusai, his malchus became even stronger. But I think uh, there's still room to ask, is that really the climax of the Purim story? Is it really that important to know about the strength of the malchus of Achashverosh? Why does the story end that way? I want to talk about three words in the Mesecta Megillah that to me are the three most important words on the whole story. So the Pasuk says that uh, Haman just uh, consulted with his wife. His wife said, go to the king right away in the morning. And Haman runs to the king and the king says, and the Pasuk says, the Haman ba, Haman was coming. Where was he coming? To the outer courtyard of the king. Lamar Lamelech. Say to the king, on the tree, Asher Hechin on the tree that he prepared for him. Says the Gemara, three words. I think these are the three most important words on the Gemara. Hechin loy Tana loy Hechin. That's all you need to know about the story. Hechin loy Tana loy Hechin. He wasn't preparing it for Mordechai. He was preparing it for himself. He thought he was preparing it for Mordechai. In reality, he was preparing this tree for himself. Masha says the word loy is extra. It could have said, Obviously, it's a loy for him, him being Mordechai. Why does the Gemara, why does the Pasuk say the word loy? So it doesn't mean him, Mordechai. It means him, Haman. He was preparing the tree for himself. And with David Kayin in the Sefer Amparam, he has a whole... Mimer on uh, this particular line of the Gemara, where he brings many, many examples in the Megillah, where this is a very dominant theme in the Megillah, and I'd like to be uh, Magdalit just a little bit. But David Koyin points out, Kedarkoy, that uh, this Indian, that Tano, Heichin Loi, Loi Heichin, is Mavur in the Nusuch of the Alanisim that we say on Purim. We say, Rivan Shom was, Hefarta Esatsasai. What's the difference between these two noschois? Hefarta esatsasoi bekelkalta esmachshavtoi. Says Rav David Kone. Hefarta esatsasoi is, uh, Haman had a plan. His plan was to annihilate Kali. So the Yibam was made for it. He nullified it. Haman tried to kill us. The Yibam wiped him off. He, he had him hanged. You know in English. Is, it was Haman hanged? Or was Haman hung? You know this? Torah, you know. What about, uh, was Haman hanged or was Haman hung? The, 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 there's a big difference between Haman and the Bnei Haman. 
One of them was one, and the other was another. Haman was hanged, and the Bnei Haman were hung. Why? Because you hang a gavra, and you uh, and a chefza is hung. A picture is hung. So the Bnei Haman were dead. Mamela, they're a chefza. They're like a picture. So they were hung. Haman was hanged. No extra charge for that. Okay. So that's Haman was hanged. So fine. That's hefarta satzosay. What's Kilkaltas Machshavtai? Says with W. Kilkaltas Machshavtai is Yibanshom looks down from Shamayim and he says, You pick the plan, you pick the weapon, you pick the scheme, you pick the machination that you're going to use against my people, and I will co opt and hijack and take that plan and use that against you. You know, everybody says, Okay, you know, we have to have this president of the United States, we have to have this governor in office because. This one's good for Eretz Yisrael. This one is good for Kaza. This one's good for Tyra. And Ibn Shalom says, you think I need the, the president or the person who you think is good for me to carry out what I want? No. You pick the guy who's going to be the biggest Rasha, the biggest Oisvar, the biggest anti-Semit, and I will use him to carry out what I want. People get all very scared. You know, we have to have our man in office. Rebbein Shem is bigger than that. Rebbein Shem can handle the other guy in office. That's Kilkaltas Machshavta. Rebbein Shem doesn't have to work with Hefartas Atzasa. Rebbein Shem could easily do Kilkaltas Machshavta. So there are a few very, very uh, amazing examples in the Megillah. For instance, you know, the, the Pasuk says, Haman has this great uh, plan. He's going to make a Xerah. They're going to send out uh, word. They're going to send out the, the runners to all the communities of the king. And what's it going to say? That's what it's going to say. But then the next pastor continues. But what's the Pashkevilin we're going to say? What's it going to say on the wall? What's going to be Goloi Lecholamim? Doesn't say what's going to happen. All it says on the posters is "Beware of this day." The Gros bothered. What? There are two things. There's the message that the shluchim are carrying, and then what it says on the signs. So the Gros says, "Yeah, Haman was a very smart guy. He told all the officers. He told all the governors. And the thirteenth of Adar, we're going to eradicate. We're going to annihilate the Jewish people. But do not write it on the signs because I don't want the Jewish people to know about it." Because then they're going to call the Aguda, and Aguda, they're, they're going to pay money to the government, and then uh, they're going to bribe them, and they're going to get it off, like we know how to do. So what's going to happen? So the Jews are going to get out of it. So therefore, we don't want anybody to know exactly what's going on. Just tell them, beware of the Ides of March, and uh, they'll find out when it happens. Huh. So the Gros says that exactly backfired on Haman. Haman thought he was not writing the date to cover up, so Kaiso shouldn't figure out what was happening. But the truth of the matter is, So if it would have been written in the document that Kali Yisrael will be killed, then that cannot, could not have been retracted. So what happened? So Ahasuerus tells uh, Esther, look, you just changed the document, and now... Uh, you're not violating, you're not going against what it says on the signs. The signs just say, Leois Asidim You're not contravening what it says to Pharaoh. Here's the best one. By the way, the stipler has a whole piece on this. The stipler has a very interesting uh, maracha. 
about uh, this Yisoyed of, he doesn't call it but he calls it uh, what the Gemara says in Sanhedrin the Gemara says about Ivadya Ivadya was a Gera Doimi he came from Edoim and he said one Nebuah in the Kisei HaKadosh he said that he prophesied about the destruction of Edoim so the Gemara says why is Ivadya prophesying about the destruction of Edoim so the Gemara says the Yisoyed of Hashem's Hanhaga is when the Yvon Shem wants to bring destruction to the enemy, he brings it from the enemy itself. So who better to prophesy about the downfall of Edom than Ivadia himself, who comes from Edom? So Stifler gives the following uh, analogy. So there's a man named Parod. And Parod's uh, astrologers tell him, Parod, we see in, our, in the stars that the Moshiach Shal Yisrael is going to be born. Oh, so Parod says, I have a very simple Eitzah. We're going to drown every single boy that's born. No problem. So Yvonne is looking down from Shemayim. He says, Parai, you're trying to bring the downfall of the Mashiach and Shal Yisrael. Guess who is going to raise and groom the Mashiach and Shal Yisrael? It's got to be you. Mm-hmm. So you know what we're going to do? Your daughter is going to be bathing in the river. She's going to see a little kid. She's going to take the kid inside. She's going to bring him into your palace. And you're going to pay for his rent and board until the kid is 20 years old. You're going to pay for his gun. You're going to pay for his tuition. You're going to pay for his food. You're going to buy his clothing. There's amazing Ibn Ezra. Ibn Ezra says, why was it that Moshe Rabbeinu had to grow up in Paro's palace? I mean, he couldn't grow up among Haimisha uh, Unzer Yidin. Why does he have to grow up in the palace? Says Ibn Ezra, if he would have grown up among Klal Yisrael, he wouldn't have amounted to anything. Because Klaiso were Avadim, they had a slave mentality, they had low morale, he can never be a leader. The only way Moshe became Moshe is because he grew up among royalty, he learned leadership, he learned how to be a manhig, he learned how to be a melech, Moshe by he be sure in melech. So Moshe would come out, and uh, maybe maybe uh, Moshe's shirt wasn't straight or his jacket wasn't straight, and Paris said, You're going to be a leader one day, my son, you got to uh, get, get your act together. Who created Moshe? Paroi made Moshe. Paroi kibel Torah misina. Paroi created Moshe. Why? Because Paroi tried to destroy the Moshe on Shal Yisrael. So Rav Shem says, you're not going to destroy the Moshe on Shal Yisrael. You will go without you, Paroi, we would never have Moshe, we would never have a Torah. That's how the Rav Shem operates. The Rosh is not just Hefarto es Atzosoy, his Kalkalto es Machshavtoy. Here's another beautiful example from the Megillah. So Pari has a problem with his wife. So here are the options. You could go to a therapist, you could go to a marriage counselor. Who does Pari go to? Chachomim Yoidei Ho'itim. He goes to the, man, the men who know the times. What's that going to do for him? So the Gra and the Megillah explains, Chachomim Yodeyo'itim were people who knew how to make a Hoiras Shah. They knew how to sort of bend the law in a situation where the law said one thing and they needed a little bit of a loophole. Why did Paroi need Chachomim Yodeyo'itim? Says the Gra, because there was a problem. The Pasa continues, Ki chen devar hamelech l'chol Yodeyo'itim. That means as follows, says the Gra. The law in Persia was, that the king is the Melech Aras. He has unilateral control and decision over anything in, in his kingdom. 
But there's one thing that Ahasuerus did not have control over. There's one thing that Ahasuerus could not decide on his own, and that is if it's Megeya to him. That was the rule in Persia. Kichen devar hamelech l'chol yoidei dasvedin. The law in Persia was, it's a very good law, if it's Megeya to the Melech himself, the Melech cannot make his own decision. So he had a call, Chachomim Yodeitim, who knew maybe there's a Hayra Shah that uh, the Gros says, Achishur didn't want to kill Vashti, Vashti had good yichos, Vashti was beautiful, so Achishur wanted to keep her, but he felt that if he would keep her, that there would be a great rebellion because she stood up against him. So Achishur was looking for Hayra Shah. He couldn't find one. The law in the land was that he, if it's Nagea him, he has to ask somebody else. So it's not Shastira to the end of the Megillah. Because the end of the Megillah, so how Haman takes a misstep with Esther, Achzeris comes back into the room, he's fuming, and this Harvina guy says, Oh, Gam, Hinehoetz. And Achzeris says, Hang him. Wait a second. Isn't this Nagea Achashverosh? So there's Nagea Achashverosh. He should have to convene, you know, the Supreme Court of Persia. And they should decide what should happen to Haman. I mean, that's what happened in the beginning of the Megillah. In the beginning of the Megillah, it says, Kichin devar hamelech l'chol yoidei dos which according to the Grah means that if it's Noigea, the king, someone else has to make the decision. So how could Achashur just listen to Charvayna? Let's listen to how the Grah learns. Says the Grah, yeah, that was the law in Persia. Vayoyimer memuchan. So memuchan comes into the room. Loyal amach vade absavashti. Ki akol amakosarim. And what does Mamuchan say to Achazerosh? Yeitze dvar malchus melofana. Haman says, Achazerosh, the law in Persia is so ridiculous. Aren't you the king of the world? Aren't you the king over here? You can't decide what to do with your own wife. We're changing the constitution, we're changing the law, and from now on, the king makes unilateral decisions, even if it's nagea to him himself. Achazerosh says, great idea. Haman thought he was going to get rid of Vashti because uh, the matter says Haman was jealous of Vashti. Vashti didn't invite uh, uh, Haman's wife to some party. So Haman thought he's changing the law in Persia to promote himself. No, no, no. Haman's changing the law in Persia so that when Haman takes the misstep, and otherwise Achzeris would have had ascended to the Senate and the House of Representatives, and it would have been a majority, but not two-thirds, and he would have ended up uh, being okay. No! So now Haman is dead, the courtesy of Haman himself. It's not just Hefartes Machshavta, it's Hefartes Atzos, it's Kalkates Machshavta. This is the dominant theme in the Megillah. Zeresh says, you know, you gotta go, Uvaboiker Emor Lamelech, go first thing in the morning. Before the Gros says, before anybody else has a good word to say about Mordechai, you have to go Baboiker. Not like you typically go, says the Gros. Typically, uh, Haman was Mishnah Lamelech, so he would be the final one to go in. Go first thing in the morning. Great idea, Zara. So first thing in the morning, the first thing on Ahasuerus' mind is he didn't pay back Mordechai, and Haman gets to have this chus to lead Mordechai through the street. Al sasher tana loy I hope this is uh, correct. I happen to be giving a shear and say for Ezra. Why? I don't know. So, learning say for Ezra. And there's a man by the name of Daryavesh. Who's Daryavesh? He's uh, the son of Ahasuerus and Esther. 
And there's a man by the name of Ezra, and he says to Daryavish, look, uh, we got to go bu- build a temple. Daryavish says, no, gesundheit. What do you need? Ezra said, we have no money. We don't have anything. We have nothing. We're poor. We can't... Nehemiah had the same issue. Nehemiah couldn't rebuild the walls of Yishalayim. So Daryavish says, what do you want me to do? Ezra says, no, maybe we're having a charity campaign. Maybe you want to contribute, match with donors. If you give one dollar, someone else will give ten million dollars right now. You only have one more hour to do it. And the Pasuk says amazingly, say for Ezra, Umini sim te'im, I issue a decree, Lamas avdam, in Sava Yehudaya, Daryavish issues a decree to his officers, please cooperate with the elders of the Jews, Lemivne Beisel HaKadech. I want you to build the temple. So they said, where we get the money? And from the royal estate, the Midas Avarnara, from all of the tax money, to heaven, Miss Yava, Lugovraya, Ilech, Dila, Do me a favor. Open up the treasury of all the levies and taxes that have been collected here in Persia, and I would like you to use it to fund the building of the Beis Hamikdash. And I ask you, where did Daryavesh get? all of this tax money from. And I would like to think that he got it from That's the end of the Purim story. Ahasuerus taxes every last North Korean in the far-funk corners of his uh, Malchus. And now Ahasuerus collects all of this tax money and has one of the Pasach Lapis of Parshasa, Yesh Inyan Yivosham, sometimes puts in somebody a desire to collect the money. Who is a go-to for the tzaddik? So Akashverosh collects his taxes from all over the world. Sheva Yesu Medina. And then he dies, and it goes into Dayavish, and it sits there, and it sits there, until Ezra comes and says, we have no money. And Dayavish says, take all the tax money. So who is the Roish Boina of the second base Hamikdash? Now, where did Achashverosh get it? Achashverosh could have gotten all the money from the, the money Haman paid Achashverosh to kill the Jews, according to the Shita, that he didn't give it back to Haman. Different opinion. So according to that, it comes out, Haman built the second base of But L'chol HaPachos, the Pasuk says with Feirosh, Daryavesh funded the second base of through all the tax money. And to me, that is the perfect ending of Megillah Sassar. Because the story begins, Achashverosh is having a big suda. And once Achashverosh is celebrating that the Novi Yemri has said in 70 years, Beis Megillah will be rebuilt, and it wasn't rebuilt. And Achashverosh is celebrating, oh, it wasn't rebuilt, it will never be rebuilt. And the Yibosh comes looking at Meshamayim, and he's saying, you're celebrating the second day of will be rebuilt? Not only will the second day of be rebuilt, not only will this not be a celebration that it won't be rebuilt, Al Yidei, this Suda, Vashti's gonna die, you're gonna marry Esther, you're gonna have a kid, Daryavish, who's gonna fund the building of the second base Hamikdash. What a beautiful ending to the Purim story. Haman thinks he's hanging Mordechai, Haman's hanging himself. Haman thinks he's leaving an opening in the Gzeirah. To be able to kill Yisrael? No, he's doing it to kill him and his kids and his whole mishpach and all the Amalekas. Haman thinks he's changing the law in Persia to be able to advance his cause. He's changing the law in Persia so Charbonne could execute him on the spot. 
And Achashverosh thinks he's celebrating the fact that the Beis Hamikdash will never be rebuilt. Achashverosh is having Mamish a Suda to rebuild. It's Mamish a fundraiser. It's a fundraiser, not on Zoom. It's live fundraiser, no charity, a live living donors to rebuild the second Beis Hamikdash. So you would think then that the porn story should end that Achashverosh is raising money to build the second Beis Hamikdash. That's the climax. Yeah, that's exactly how it ends. Perhaps a different approach to the question of the briskola. Now this is an amazing understanding of the hashkafa of Shemayim. This is not just... Now we tend to think that what's the great hashkafa of the poem story? Why is Hashem the Hester? Because each detail in and of itself, you could say is unremarkable. It's not remarkable that Vashti was killed. Maybe it's unremarkable that Esther became the queen. Maybe it's unremarkable that Mordechai overheard the plot, the plot to kill. But if you're mistari for all the various details, that's something that's clearly the Yad Hashem, but we're learning it's much more than that. It's, it's beyond that. It's not just the combination of all the seemingly random things that are the Yad Hashem. It's the Rebbein taking every machshava and plan and thought and idea and saying, you pick the poison and I will poison you with it. That's the aside. Al Where is the name of the Rebbein Shalom and Megillah Sester? Can we say? The name of the Rebbein Shalom appears in Megillah Sester more than in any other book in the Tarnavim. So where is it? How does the Ramah begin Shulchan A very interesting beginning. Hagah, which is not the first comment of the Ramah in Shulchan First comment of the Ramah is Hagah. The Mechaber says, you know, Yisgaver Kari. Says Ramah, Hagah, okay, if you're not going to be Yisgaver Kari, but at least don't miss Mantfila. Hagah, I'll call upon him while you're after his Mantfila. Hagah, Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Samet. What do you mean, Hagah, Hagah? The Ramah talking. So I once heard B'Shem the Kamarna that like all Machab Farim, they begin with Yod Kei Vavke. So Haggah plus Haggah is 26 because that's how the Ramah starts, Yod Kei Vavke. Right? That's Ramah's beginning. Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Tamer. How does Ramah end? Famously, Ramah ends Arachayim. Haggah, the Toy Blade Meshtet Tamer. Says the Chidah in the Berkei Yosef, Chidah's yard side, Yod Aleph Adah. Says Achidah, that means Ramah begins and ends with the same Inyan. The Inyan is Tamid. There's a Tamid Shel Shachar, and there's a Tamid Shel Bein Arbaim. Says Achidah in the Berkei Yosef, the Tamid Shel Shachar is Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Tamid. The Tamid Shel Bein Arbaim is V'toiv Lev Mishteh Tamid. Says Achidah, the two Tamidim are Chadhu. How is one Zoycha to V'toiv Lev Mishteh Tamid? Says the Chidah, if one lives with Shivisi Hashem, Lenegdi Tamid, if you recognize, if you feel that every detail of our life, of course we know it's Hashem, but sometimes we think, oh, the Yibbam is patching, it's a setback, it's, it's a hurdle. <laughs> Yibbam Hashem is not a hurdle. This is, I'm grooming you for success. I'm grooming you. Oh, what a bad last year. Wow, what a, what a difficult year. Yeah. But Mitzideinu was a difficult year. 
But Megillus Esther teaches us that the Yibam Sham operates on a different plane. The Yibam Sham is not, is grooming us for something big. The Toiv Leiv Mishta Tamid. That were Mekayim Aydei Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Tamid. Simcha comes from placing the Yibam Sham before you always. So you could place Yibam Sham before you always. Oh, that's Rebun Shem, that's Rebun Shem. And the Bali Musar say, but the greatest way is to live with Rebun Shem. The Rebun Shem is part of you. It's part of your personality. It's not just with fun of, it's part of your essence. Says the Shlach HaKadosh. Look at the word Yehuda, and you'll see in the flies. <coughs> Says the Shlach, the word Yehuda is Yudke Bavke, plus the Dalid, which is the Regal Revi of the Merkava, that without Shevet Yehuda, without David, Hashem's, Kisei is uh, wobbly. You have Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, the three were going, but it's not a stable Kisei. That's why when Yehuda was born, the Shlosh says, it says, Eloshon moid miledes, the Kisei HaKavit had Amida, and Hashem's name was Shalem. Yehuda is the fulfillment of the Shem Hashem, Shem Avaya, and the Kisei, the Shlosh says. It's interesting. In Megillah Sester, Hashem's name doesn't appear. But neither does the name of Kali Yisrael. No? Klai Yisrael's name doesn't appear. Why doesn't anybody talk about that? Where is Klai Yisrael? It doesn't say B'nai Yisrael, B'nai Yaakov. What are we in the Megillah? We are Yehudim. 44 times in Megillah Sester, Klai Yisrael are called Yehudim. Rebun name is so in the Megillah that it's not just Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Tamid. Rebun name became Ki b'cha shimcha, my name is in you. Ki shimcha hagadol ha'kadosh aleinu karasa. That's where the Yibam name is. It became part of the essence of the Yid, that through seeing this hanhaga of Hashem's hashkacha pratis, the Rav David Teva writes in the Beis David, Nachlas David, he wrote a Sefer of Drush, Beis David, he says, why did the Yibam orchestrate the story of Purim in this oifin of Allah eitz hashar heichen loy loy heichen? He says that since the Yibam was so hidden and there were no open Nisim, it's not enough for the Yibam to, so to speak, be behind the scenes by stringing together seeming uh, coincidences. The Yibam in a time of darkness, the only way for him to be Megala himself in the clearest possible Oifen is not Hefartos Atsosoi, but Kelkaltois Machshavtoi. That's the greatest Hisgalos Hashchina. It's greater than Nisim Gluyim. Think about the Gemara Yuma. The Gemara, the Gemara Yuma says, Let's, what is Esther? Ayelis Hashachar. Listen to this diok. Ayelis Hashachar. Ma, ma, Shachar, Soif Halayla. Af Esther, Soif Hanisim. So ask for Yonis and Ibishit. Esther is Soif Halayla. Shachar is Soif Halayla. That means the Zman of Esther is Soif Halayla. But it's Soif Hanisim. It's, it's a Stira Meneobe. If the Shachar, if the morning is the end of the night, then Esther should be the beginning of the Nisan, not the end of the Nisan. The time of Purim is, is not Yoim, it's Layla. So how... Think about the analogy of the Gemara. Ma Shachar Soif Halayla Af Esther Soif Hanisim. That means Soif Hanisim is the day... Yeah, Soif Hanisim is the day. Why? Because since 
the Rav Hashem is behind the scenes, and the only way he could reveal himself is al yadei loy heichin. Loy heichin is a greater reflection of Hashem's presence, even greater than Kriyas Yamsuf. Purim is the yoyim. Purim is not the laila. Hashem's name appears throughout Megillus Esther more than any other place. The Yubam created a name for himself, not in a place where his name is written, where his name becomes part, Kosov Aluach Libeinu, where we become Yehudim. And therefore the Megillah says, La Yehudim, Chaysa Oira, Vesimcha, Vesasa Mikai. Because if you're Mekayim, Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Tamid, which is a Tamid Shalshachar, then you're elevated to the Madriga of a Leiv Toiv, Nishteh Tamid. And at the Haya Hashem Lashem, how did Ivan Shem make a name for himself? Through Megillah Sesta. Omar Rav Yehuda! Who else but Rav Yehuda could say? Mishmei! The Rav Shmuel Bar Shilas! Says the Ramami Pano, name of the Arizal. Shilas is Rashi Tevois. Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Tamid. Omar Rav! Fishanichnas Adar Marvim the Yisoid of the Simcha of Adar is that for Makayim, Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Tamid will reach the Madrega of the Toiv Leiv, Mishta Tamid, Ayyhudim, Haisa Aira, the Simcha, the Sasamikar. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I wish everybody a Philip and Purim.